0: And that illusion of separation is really amping up with our recent political events. Can you feel it? It's causing so much stress and fear and anxiety. And, and our social media is just blowing up with really this polarized way of viewing the world. So how do we achieve inner peace? You know, it used to be really simple, kind of easy, right? We were taught you can breathe meditate, pray, relax, maybe take a warm bath or perhaps take a walk in nature. Yet you turn on the news, turn on social media, overhear a conversation at work, or maybe even have a disagreement with a family member, and you're reminded of how polarizing our thoughts, beliefs, and ideas can be. How can we achieve world peace if we're unable to stabilize our own inner peace? I wanna introduce you to a practice. It's not a traditional practice, not a traditional stress management technique or anything like that, but it's a revolutionary one that just may shift your world. One that may strengthen your marriage, improve your parenting, Create a happier work environment, enhance community relations, and yes, maybe even affect positive change in the world. Sound interesting? Well, from the personal to the political, our guest today offers a personal path to peace, and this personal path to peace is something unique and different. I hope I piqued your interest here. I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Marion Head is the author of Revolutionary Agreements A Personal Path to Peace on Earth, also, Gratitude Journal for, Healthy, for a Healthy Marriage, and The Supra Sexual Revolution toward the birth of a universal humanity which she co-authored with Barbara Marx Hubbard. Marion has been a revolutionary in government, education and business whether guiding a Fortune 100 team to clarify its values, co-chairing a graduate department on leadership and organizational transformation, running her own multi-million dollar business or co-facilitating the global forum Of parliamentary and spiritual leaders on human survival in both Oxford and Moscow. Marion demonstrates competent love in action, and I know personally that is so true, and I love that term, competent love in action. That she is. Through her ICF accredited certification program, Marion spreads the seeds of a new revolution, demonstrating how to elevate oneself in a way
1: that serves the good of the whole welcome marion thank you julie and thank you to everyone who's tuning in right now or listening to the recording i am so grateful to be able to share these revolutionary agreements with you that i've been practicing for over 30 years Mm,
0: i love that 30 years so we titled the show, the, These Times Call for Revolutionary Agreements, and I can't wait to get into that. And like I mentioned in in the intro, there's just such a need for this on our planet, right here, right now. But first, Marion, I have a traditional first question, and you have been on my show before and you've answered this, but... It has been a couple of years, and so I know something fresh and new is going to come from this. So I'm going to ask you, Marion Head. What does all things connected mean to you?
1: Ooh! <laughs> all things connected. For me, what is up right now is seeing every form of life as one interconnected body. Seeing all people as one body of humanity, when I do that, which I do now fully, there is no us and them. There may be eye cells and ear cells and liver cells. I've been, I've been focused a lot lately on liver cells because <laughs> they, they attract toxins so that they can handle them, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot right now in our body. And so, I'm grateful for all the cells in our body, even though I don't understand all the functions because I have my own function that I, have, that I focus on. But I'm grateful for all the rest doing their work in the world. And sometimes, because I don't understand it, um, in the past, I would say, I've been critical of it. Now I catch myself doing that. I go, well, they have a function. I can use my mind creatively to, you know, use my imagination to say, well, what might that function be <laughs> right now? But knowing that that function is a part of my body, the body of humanity, it's it's wholly different than pointing fingers and blaming somebody and saying, you are not me because you are me. Did that answer your question?
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thank you. I've been talking a lot about that lately too. And um, I think that it's a a really clear, not only a metaphor, but a guide. It's like a roadmap for us, a template that if we can really adopt that worldview, um, we can move closer to some sort of health as we're really looking at individual functions. And I love that you are in gratitude for all of them and you don't have to understand them you know i i invited you here today Marion, because i you know i've been thinking a lot i i think a lot about our social body and and this collective that that we're talking about today and and the stress on the planet and i think a lot about it and earlier in the year i was so aware that when we can come together with shared values, it's like just shared values, then we don't have to be so polarized and fight. But what I realized was we don't always share values and we're watching that. We're watching that unfold before our eyes. There's, there's this polarization. There's, there's just so much going on so much going on in the psyche and you know it's all for the greater good I believe that systems are breaking down that don't sustain us I know that there's good coming but back to the point of I invited you on because the realization that even if we can't come to an agreement on our beliefs and our values even if we can't share values, or even share a common goal or a mission or vision, we can adopt agreements that allow us to in a healthy way, agree to disagree. <laughs> and so I just want to congratulate you on that because you're filling a void that um, many leaders aren't talking about. You know, we, we like to put out there a, a vision and a mission and 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 point us in the same direction, but we're not all in that same direction and we're not all liver cells, we're not all heart cells, we're not all lung cells. So, Thank you so much for coming on to talk about this. And I can't wait to just really immerse our listeners, our friends out there in this opportunity for a brand new practice. But let's, let's start with what you said because um, you dropped in a, a little term called 30 years. And it was Mm -hmm. like, whoa! here we are. And today it seems like such a blessing that literally you have been out there practicing this for 30 years. So you have wisdom, you have experience, you know what works, you know what doesn't work and you are the expert. So thank you for being that expert and tell us about, first of all, how were these agreements born? If you haven't listened to our other show or you're not familiar with revolutionary agreements, um, came out of a practice and a gathering of people, right?
1: Yes. In 1985, in June of 1985, uh, my husband invited some of our business clients, we were business consultants then, and uh, some of his colleagues and other business owners to our home to explore how we could support each other in living our highest values in all aspects of our lives. And because our work was so central to our lives then, as it is for many people, that's where they spend most of their time, that was where we were really interested in bringing our values. So, uh, a lot of people said, you know, I get to work and I feel like I need to leave my values at home. So, in exploring how to live our highest values in all aspects of life, we began to develop a set of agreements at at that gathering. We enjoyed doing it so much and and creating a mission statement for this particular group that we wound up meeting again the next month for a full day and then the next month for a full day. And without any organization or membership or obligation of any time, of any type, that forum kept meeting for a full day, once a month, for the next 20 years. (laughs) Mm. And one of the things that we did was begin each of those gatherings by reading the agreements aloud and then taking the time to share with each other how they were influencing our lives and how they were making life easier or creating a, a, a less stress in our lives and how it was impacting our families and our employees and our clients. And so they evolved the agreements as we evolved. And when I felt called to share them out in the world because they were working so well for all of us and for those who we touched, it was time to take them out to the world. I chose to ask myself and actually ask this group, what are the what's the essence of each of these agreements? Because the agreements themselves were very long, 20 to 30 words each, and we would read them. Even 20 years later, we were reading those agreements from a piece of paper. And I really wanted people to be able to take the agreements in their hearts and their minds and just know them. I agree to resolve conflicts directly. I mean, that's pretty straight. I agree to resolve conflicts directly. So, that was three words instead of 28 words or 36 words. (laughs) So, the revolutionary agreements, which I then dubbed revolutionary agreements, uh, revolutionary because they really can change one's world. Um, They are the essence of these agreements that came out of this group that we called Geneva Group. And they are what has been out in the world since my first edition was published in 2005 and is being used by many organizations uh, around the world. I'm happy to say. So, so that it's not a mystery. Do you want me to share what those agreements are?
0: Well, you know what? I'm going to ask a question before you do, and I want to get into those agreements so much, but I want you to set the the tone of this for us because here's this group of diverse people coming together for a full day once a month because they wanted to and there's no organization, there's no rules, there's no, but you came together and you started crafting these agreements. Now I just want to, I, and I'm curious about this. I don't know the answer. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm assuming that you had right wing and left wing Thinkers, there. I'm assuming you had differing vocational interests, different values, different um,
1: personalities, different priorities. Tell us about that. That is such a great question, Julie. And and the reason is, uh, yes, we definitely had different personalities. We had different uh, industries people were coming from. Honestly, I don't know people's political values because it wasn't the conversation that we were having <laughs> so, so it wasn't
0: like a bunch of democrats came together or a bunch of republicans came together it was just a collective yes okay continue yes. on i didn't mean to interrupt
1: no that's okay so um yeah so where do i want to go with that uh let's see
0: i'm sure you didn't agree on everything and you probably <laughs> oh had- that's what
1: i wanted to share yes, yes so when it came to um, wanting to give more of an essence of each of the agreements. And this was now 20 years later. So, I said, I'm going to share these agreements with the world. And I'd like to be able to share what the essence of each one is. So, what is it? And as we went around the room, what I heard was that people didn't agree on what the essence of the agreements were, Mm. which was eye-opening. So, they were serving us in their own way. We were speaking the words. We had conversations about them. And yet, even there, in that group, we attributed different meanings. The essence for each of us was different. And it became clear to me, even clearer to me, that the agreements really, Julie, are not about agreements between you and me, although they could be. Their agreements first and foremost with ourselves. Mm -hmm. We all have agreements with ourselves, whether we are conscious of them or not. And when we're conscious of them, we can create them, we can um, change them, you know, we can say, This one isn't really serving me, so I'd rather have a different agreement with myself and start practicing that. What I want to say is, As I share these agreements, you will hear that there's nothing new here. These agreements are based on timeless principles. There are two things that are revolutionary about them. One is it's revolutionary to actually practice them because we don't see them in practice often, especially if we are looking at the media, whether social or otherwise these days. And they're revolutionary because in a prevailing paradigm of negativity that is broadcast over the media, it is revolutionary to be positive, to look for the best in what exists, to look for the best in people, to speak one's truth with compassion to listen with our hearts. I mean, these are just a few of the agreements. It's revolutionary, and it changes the environment around me when I do this.
0: So, it's almost like a covenant with yourself, and then um, in an organization or a group, if everyone is adopting the covenant, they're really being more mindful with their own behaviors, choices, words. They're in alignment with these agreements. And I, I like that. It's really a it's a it's an agreement with yourself. It's a covenant with yourself on how you treat yourself and others. How did it change the environment within this group? What what did you see happening that you said, wow, this really works. I want to
1: share it with the world. Mm. Well, I remember hearing often, this is such a special group. We have something so special. And I'm not interested in being special, actually. I am interested in everybody having whatever it is I have or know that works for me so that other people have the opportunity to adopt it if they choose to. So that was one of the drives that I had to write a book and get the agreements out into the world.
0: What did you notice with others in that Geneva group, Marion, over the years? So they, you met for 20 years, you read them out loud and then you had all day and what kind of transformation and revolution did you witness just within, in those members?
1: Well, i I can speak to, I could just pick one member and then another and tell you what happened in their lives. So one of them worked for rather large corporations. Uh, She was always in management or executive positions, uh, sometimes as an internal consultant. And everything from uh, attaching the agreements to her employment applications and when somebody would come to apply for a job she would say these are the agreements we live by in our group and go over them with somebody and then she was educating somebody about the potential of adopting agreements like those in their lives but got to ask are these agreements that feel like they match up with who you are Mm. so right away setting the stage for what the environment was like and then she used them again during her performance appraisals Later on, when she became an internal consultant to some very large, like Fortune 50 companies, she would help the teams to develop their own sets of agreements, which was very powerful, and used the revolutionary agreements as one of the sets of agreements from which they could launch their own ideas for their own team. And there's nothing as powerful as a Mm -hmm. team developing its own set of agreements. So that's one person. Another person owned her own business, and she had about 30 employees, and every month she would pull an agreement and put them up on the wall, big, and that was the agreement of the month. And everybody was asked to give everybody else feedback or help everybody to live them, and there were different things that she did with them over the course of that month. So it helped people to get more and more aligned or not. It became apparent to some people that they were in the wrong place. And that's a good thing.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Those are two great examples. Thank you. And I, I really appreciate looking at it in the workplace because in the workplace, it's not family. It's not a marriage. It really is a collective of hopefully people that you like, but sometimes, like you said, you're in the wrong place. And so thank you for those examples. Um, you know, I I love, well, I love so many things about the agreements. And I know um, in that, second half of the show, I really want to dig into them more and, and get really detailed into some of these agreements and how they work and why they work. But the thing that I want to say now, Marion, is I look at them, I'm looking at your bookmark and I have your book in front of me and the posters on the back. And the thing that I really appreciate today is the simplicity. I can imagine you reading, you know, 30 word agreements with all of those but how you did capture the essence of them really are important and like you said they're not revolutionary concepts hopefully they're what our our mom taught us you know mm-hmm. before we went off to kindergarten but some of them aren't so why don't we just go through and I I, I really appreciate how you put them into three categories as well why don't we share with the listeners um what the agreements are and then after break we'll go deeper into each one of
1: them all right well they self organized when when i was oh, back to the essence when everybody in the group nearly everybody was it not in agreement about what the essence was <laughs> and i was <laughs> feeling and i was the one feeling called to write about it i realized i was going to have to go with what i felt the essence was so these are now my sense of the essence of the agreements. And when I got that sense, they self-organized into three areas, truth, acceptance, and gratitude, where truth is being the truth of who we are, being our authentic selves. And hmm, that alone can relieve stress to try to show up always as what someone else expects you to be, uh, you know, to be perfect, whatever, but to instead be the truth of who you are. And so, truth is the first area. I call it a pillar. I call these three pillars of a good life, truth, acceptance, and gratitude, which the first letters are tag, like a tag, you're it. Acceptance is accepting others for who they are, in this moment. And gratitude, well, we all know (laughs) what gratitude can do. And during this past week, my current students are so grateful that we happen to be in the gratitude pillar, studying these agreements. It's been very significant for them to be able to tap into gratitude for the simple things in life to move through this um, difficult time for some of them after the election.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good. You know what, that's, that is just a, a taste of the agreements. And I think we're going to save what's under them to pique our listeners and friends and curiosities who are out there just can't wait to, can't wait to learn more, I know. I just want to, um, before we go to break, I want to give them an opportunity to come learn more online. And I think you can do that. We're talking to Marion Head at Agreements. Institute.com. again that's agreementsinstitute.com Marion is not only sharing this in book form and has this beautiful free download on that site where you can get the poster but she's also teaching coaches how to coach this and teach this so that is um, a little bit a little teaser and after the break we're going to talk about so much more I'm Julie Kroll you're listening to The Dr. Julie Show we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back The Empower Meditation Channel nonstop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower radio app music to empower your meditation relax sleep or provide a calm background while you work the empower meditation channel is interruption free listen now with the empower radio app free in the app store or listen online at empower.fm soothe your soul calm your mind the empower meditation channel all right i know this isn't any fun to talk about but we should so who's going to do what Flashlights?
1: Nowhere to be found. Where to be
0: found. Batteries?
1: Dead. Great.
0: Emergency supply kits?
1: Not packed.
0: Not What about blankets?
1: We have an old towel.
0: Good enough. Cell phones?
1: May not work.
0: Uh, emergency water?
1: Not a drop.
0: And what about food? Nope. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated, yeah?
1: The library! Aunt Joan's house. The bus stop. Great. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Who's up for mini-golf? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov slash kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
0: Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, we are here today talking with Marion Head, author and founder of Revolutionary Agreements. You can find out more about Marion at Agreements AgreementsInstitute.com. Dot com And if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe just listen to it again. Again, you can visit our website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's the Dr. Julie show.com Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, all things connected, Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I love to hear from you. I love to know what's meaningful. Who do you want me to invite on the show? Give me your feedback. Give me your comments. Sign up for my email list. I always love to stay connected. And also, Come play with me and other global co creatives on the Good of the Whole site, goodofthewhole.com. Again, we are here today with Marion Head, founder of Revolutionary Agreements. And today is the perfect day to talk about these agreements, Marion.
1: <laughs> yes, because these times call for revolutionary agreements first with ourselves. Mm. Uh, Yes. And I I do want to say that I am a steward of these agreements. I am not the founder. Mm. And and I'm very, very excited about the facilitators and the coaches and consultants who are partaking of the certification program that is uh, ICF accredited to deepen their Practice of these agreements so that they can take them to the world as stewards as well. So mm. I just want to thank all of those, the initial Geneva Group people, all the people they have touched. I have touched uh, these facilitators and coaches. Uh, there are many, many of us out there, and I'm so deeply, deeply grateful. Truth, you know acceptance, and gratitude. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> you know that, Mary, and I appreciate you clarifying that, and and. Using the term steward, and I, I just want to say the first, the first time I ever heard about revolutionary agreements and the Geneva Group was through um, the Hummingbird Ranch and their co-creators agreements, and they had, again mentioned the Geneva Group in gratitude and said they were stewards of the agreement and they encouraged anyone to adopt them and make them their own which is the exact same thing that you do is you encourage people to adopt them make them your own and now you're training other stewards to really take this out into the world and that model is genius Mm-hmm. It's it's genius. It's so generative and it's so generous of you. And so I appreciate you giving them to the world and stewarding them forward and allowing others to really use them in, and really it's a self-governing, I love, I love when we're talking about ourselves, but it really is a self-governing
1: template. It's brilliant. mm mm-hmm. And I would say um, it's inspired. Mm. I feel there were a few years back, I decided I would stop acting anymore from anything that felt to me like a should and act only from inspiration. So I thank the inspiration to create this Um, And and the synchronicities that brought me together with the right people to create this certification program and for people to show up who feel called to take these agreements. And, um, Julie, I just want to say that uh, on December 6th, I am having an overview of the certification program for any coaches and facilitators or business consultants who are listening and want to know more about it. Go, please go to agreementsinstitute.com uh, to learn more and to register if you'd like to join us on December 6th.
0: Excellent. December 6th. We'll make mm-hmm. sure we plug that for you as well because I think anyone just um, being introduced to this is, it. <laughs> I'm like um, just expansive feeling it. The potential of really adopting and following and being self-governed by this this kind of inspiration is really nice. And for coaches, for teachers, for others to really bring it into, I'm, I'm thinking of bosses, I'm thinking of classroom teachers and, and school administrators, I'm thinking of huge organizations, I'm thinking of church councils. There's su- such a use for this, it's universal. And it's universal. It's universal, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. And one of the fun uh, results of putting this out to the world in a way that is a gift is my initial strong intent was for the readers of the book to share what they're learning with hundreds and thousands of others by doing what they love to do, whether it's writing or speaking or coaching or counseling, on and on and on. And that is exactly what has happened. And when you said something about church councils, uh, there is a minister of a uh, UCC church who wound up matching scripture to each agreement, which are, agreements are somewhat secular, so she matched scripture to each one of these 12 agreements, and then she delivered sermons, 12 sermons, there's 12 agreements, uh, at her church, and then was encouraged to write a book about it, and it's a gorgeous book called Living Grace. Mm. Uh, Spiritual, something about spiritual growth in the everyday world. Beautiful book with beautiful reflections at the end of each agreements chapter, and that's for a certain segment of our society and revolutionary agreements is a bit more secular, so it can be used in businesses and, uh, and I'm hoping there's more books coming out, (laughs) they're not mine.
0: Yeah, Uh, inspiring others, absolutely, I can, I can see that. So, Marion, let's just give, um as much as we can in, in our time left, of uh, uh, really the essence of these agreements you have, we have truth, acceptance, and gratitude, but let's go, there's four agreements under each one, because there's 12 total, mm-hmm. and how simple it is, and I do want to say too. let me preface with this, I've heard you say before, if you don't know where to start, you start with one and you find yourself living with them all, and so I just want to inspire the listeners to just feel through it as Marion's talking about these, and then um, and then we'll talk about how to use them after that.
1: Okay, great. So in the area of truth, I agree to live my mission, to speak my truth with compassion, to look within when I react, and to keep doing what works and change what doesn't. Mm. All of those support us in being our authentic selves. There
0: you go, authentic selves, where this is about us and our truth. And so, again, as we're listening, I think we can hear the simplicity in it, the simplicity in it. And so, um, then you can go deeper and really root, down into what these are for each of you so okay let's do acceptance
1: okay so in the area of acceptance i agree to listen with my heart to respect our differences to resolve conflicts directly and to honor our choices Mm. And then <laughs> to in the area of grad, do you want me to pause for a moment or shall I go on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, now that I've interrupted your flow, let me just jump in here and Please have you do. pause for a second. Cause I'm sure. thinking about this one. Uh, these four agreements under acceptance are some that we really need to hear today. Yeah. Yes. And when we're talking about these times call for revolutionary agreements, just read those four again for us. Sure. I think it's really important. And, and then maybe we can ask how after we get through the rest of them.
1: Very good. So I agreed to listen with my heart, to respect our differences, to resolve conflicts directly, and to honor our choices. Oh yeah, these are big. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> those are big, and you know, we've seen really good examples of how that works and how that hasn't worked. And we don't even need to point fingers. I think everybody listening to that would go, "Oh yes, I these are big." And what would happen if we were all self-governing with these agreements? So those are big. I think we'll probably come back to them, but let's do gratitude before.
1: Julian, I must say that when I hear what if we were all to do it, yes, I agree, we would have peace on earth. However, where we are right now, it is primary, it is of primary importance that just I do it. And if you choose, you do it. That it doesn't require the other person to feel inner peace. It requires me to live these agreements, to feel the kind of peace that we want on earth, to feel it within ourselves. And to, maybe maybe we want it for other people, but it's a choice. And one of the agreements is to honor our choices. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we, we've heard it before, ad nauseum, actually, that peace begins within. And yeah. peace begins with me. It all begins right here and then works its way out into the world. Yeah, so by, by frequency alone. You know, it's not only about, gee, I'll try to remember these and do them and think about them. But when I do practice them, the vibration that I put out into the world, the frequency that is felt, is palpably different.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and. I know you, so I know that to be true, that when, when you walk into a room, it's a felt presence and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, peaceful essence. And, and so I just want to, since you, you mentioned that, I don't want to skip over this right now because I think it's important. How do you teach people who say, well, I practice this and this is my practice, but yet others need to do it. And just when they're so focused on the other and maybe they are peaceful people, maybe they do practice this. But what do you say to those that are pointing fingers outward and and saying, yeah, but,
1: you know. Well, I guess I would ask, how does that feel? (laughs) Mm. How does that feel and how does it serve you? And the world for you to feel that way. Is that the way you want to feel? Now we're back to the agreement of I agree to keep doing what works and change what doesn't. When yeah. we are in judgment, it is a burden. Judgment is a burden. Now, I could have named this, sec- this uh, center section non-judgment, but would keep that word judgment in front of us. And I'm very conscious of the words that we use bringing to us what we're focused on. So, if we're focused on non-judgment, we're going to keep seeing judgment. Therefore, I use the word acceptance. And acceptance is a wholly different word, and it has a great depth to it. What I know, Julie, is that when I practice acceptance, I have less reason to practice forgiveness, which Mm -hmm. is one of the most popular Practices in our world right now is to forgive, but why do we forgive? We forgive because we've been we've been judging. Well, what if we mm-hmm. stop judging and start accepting? And that doesn't mean sit back, do nothing, um, because we must speak our truth. We must take action that is consistent with our personal mission, and that means we are in the world. Making our mark in the world, giving our gifts, making a difference, and doing it from a place of listening with our hearts and respecting our differences, honoring our choices, and so on. Mm. I think people listening
0: now can really feel how these all weave together. They really are interrelated. One big, beautiful complex but integrated whole these agreements really are an integrated whole which is nice let's do gratitude okay that's my favorite (laughs) (laughs)
1: so the agreements in gratitude are i agree to give and receive thanks i agree to see the best in myself and others that's a big one Mm -hmm. i agree to look for blessings in disguise whoa And the last one is I agree to lighten up, lighten up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that one because I, um, I can get lost in my head. And when I hear I agree to lighten up, it really makes me come back into the moment, and into my body and into my heart and and be more playful, be more childlike and lighten up. And I I really appreciate that one. But yeah, you're right. Some of these are really difficult. What do you think is the most difficult one for people from your 30 year experience?
1: Well, I can give you a more present experience because um, of my class of 10 uh, right now of facilitators and coaches uh, who are learning to lead a 12-week program or 12-session program in this, most of them said that the most challenging agreement when we opened the program was um, resolving conflicts directly. Uh. And that certainly is huge in the workplace as well. And at the workplace, it's often what feeds the rumor mill is when people don't resolve conflicts directly. It has a huge toll on our productivity and creativity when people go down the rabbit hole chasing who did what
0: (laughs) to whom. Yeah. (gasps) <gasps> yeah what do you say to that one what is what is the antidote for that because that is a tough one a lot of people are conditioned to avoid conflict yes and then when we avoid conflict like you said we're talking about them we're going behind the back we're fuming and resentful and keeping it all inside there's a lot of things we do mm-hmm. and we yeah so so what's the antidote to that
1: well first How let does me it work? Explain what- directly means in this, resolving conflicts directly means two things. One means as soon as possible, which means as soon as you're feeling centered, uh, don't wait too long, but also don't do it when you're about to explode, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) just give yourself time to get centered. Uh, Directly means only to the person with whom the conflict can be resolved, only, not to go to any other people uh, with uh, whatever the issue is. So, the antidote is to do it and practice doing it and to follow some of the other agreements like listening with your heart, respecting our differences, honoring our choices, speaking your truth with compassion, looking within when you react, and that actually should be done before you address a conflict. So, when you feel a conflict arising, the first thing to ask yourself is, so what inside of me may be triggered about this? You know, is there some aspect of me that I'm seeing in this other person that's creating the trigger? And that's a practice in itself, Julie, that would take time. It would take time to go into here. So, there are tools, though, within these 12 agreements that help us to look, and perhaps the conflict dissolves before you need to do anything with it.
0: Yeah, you know, I have an example of this, Marion, that I think is really interesting is um, a client, a 55-year-old that was so afraid of confronting old family stuff. And so, over the years, a person just um, really made life difficult for our family members. And nobody went to resolve conflict directly, everybody avoided conflict, right? After 55 years, this person decided to speak truth with love and compassion and go direct. And it wasn't as scary as this person was afraid it was gonna be. And literally, it's transformed the whole family dynamic. Mm. Mm -hmm. Everyone now has permission to speak truth with compassion. Everyone has permission to resolve conflicts directly. Everyone is listening with their heart more and respecting differences more. It's like breaking through that barrier really opened the whole family
1: to this. Mm -hmm. Well, I invite your listeners to look at times when there was conflict that was unresolved, which they then resolved and ask themselves, when was the worst time for me? Was it in the moment of resolving or was it in the days, months, or years leading up to it? And I would be pretty sure that in the majority, if not the great majority of cases, it would be what was leading up to the resolution. So what I, in my trainings, it's, it's about the practice. It's literally about practicing them. That is what is revolutionary. It's not about giving lip service to it. Practicing, and with the practice, it gets easier and easier, and we notice it's not that hard to be able to say to somebody, this is what I need from you. Is it something that you can give me? And if they can, you're finished. And if they can't, then it's like, well, how can we both get what we need? And as um, one of my great coaches taught me this question, how can we have this work for everyone? If we go into a conflict with that question, how can we have this work for everyone? It's a completely different experience. Mm.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So, so my question is, and I'd love to spend the rest of the time with this because I think it's it's important. There are so many people hurting right now and there is so much that is totally out of our control, right? We cannot control, the. I mean, people are unfriending them on social media. There's just a lot of stuff going on, but just that one example is practice them. Start with yourself. What does a practice look like? What might you suggest... To our listeners today, I mean, does that mean get the poster, a daily meditation, uh, saying them out loud every day, or, or is it getting a partner? What are what are your best, um, what's your best advice for how to begin a
1: practice of the revolutionary agreements? Well, I have to laugh because when you said, "Does it mean getting a poster?" Uh, one of the my readers let me know that she put a poster on her ceiling above her bed, so when she gets into bed at night, it's the last thing that she sees. Hmm. She reads through the agreements. I don't know if that's an answer, but, (laughs) but uh, but it's a wonderful thing to lighten up, to think about that. Absolutely. So, what does a practice look like? Well, I would say, if people read through these agreements and ask themselves, which one of these, one, just one, if I practiced it every day, could transform my life, could give me greater inner peace, Mm. could release the stress. Which one of these, if I practice, and it would be different for different people, um, which one of these, and then with that answer, move into that and begin to practice. Now, in the book, there are exercises with each agreement to get people started. And depending on those exercises, they could be done on a daily basis, for a a while, uh, I would say pick one, make it simple. There's 12 of them. You could do one a month, uh, but start with one because one practiced well will lead to a practice of all the others.
0: I love that. I love that because then it's not so overwhelming. like, oh, do I have to memorize them? Oops, I missed up. I didn't do that one. Oh, I'm not listening with my heart right now. Oh, But <laughs> if we pick, and I love how you really challenge our listeners to pick the one that they really need to work on first.
1: Well, um, and rather than feeling the need, just ask which one would be most supportive of me right now. If I were to practice it every day, that it would it would be, it, it could literally transform my life or it would give me greater inner peace. Whatever it is you're looking for right now, which one would give you greater inner peace if you were to practice it daily?
0: Uh, one of your gifts, and I appreciate this so much. I just want to pause here. One of your gifts is being impeccable with your word. And you just rephrased my phrase And you did it in the positive again. And that's how consciously these agreements are written. I appreciate that. Instead of saying, which one do I need the most? It's which one may transform my life the most? And so thank you for that. I I just want to pause and really acknowledge you for that because you are a master at that. And our listeners will see that in the book, on the website, in the training. It's, it's, It's really a beautiful gift of yours.
1: Julie, I have one thing I'd like to add to the the importance of embodying these agreements ourselves or any one of the agreements cannot be overstated, meaning, and I'll give you an example for this, one of the agreements I agree to see the best in myself and others when I employed that at a difficult time in my marriage. And began to focus daily on the best in my partner who for the previous year, I had focused on what I did not like, <laughs> and that mm. was causing a lot of angst, and i wasn't ready for my marriage to end. So I said, I better practice what I preach. And I got myself a little gratitude journal. And every day I sat down and I wrote one thing that I saw that was the best in him, that I was grateful for. And it was hard at first because I was just in a really nasty mood about it. I just had so many things I was critical of. But as I built that daily practice, soon, and I mean soon, like at the end of the first week, I was transformed and began to see the best in him more and more easily, and it became a happy daily practice to have one thing that I could write down that day, and then the next day, one more thing. It transformed our marriage, and I never had to ask him to change. That Uh is significant. I'm the one who focused on the best in him without him even knowing I was doing it.
0: Love it. Love it. Great example. Marion, you are inspirational and I'm inspired. I, I have a brand new journal and I'm thinking it's it's a month till my birthday and I'm gonna give myself a, a birthday gift and begin today with a practice and renew this and learn learn this from the inside out more intimately. So, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for inspiring our listeners and thanks for gifting our world with revolutionary agreements.
1: Mm, It is so my pleasure. I feel, oh, I feel so much gratitude for having been involved in the development of these agreements and now being able to share them so far and wide. And thank you for being one of those Um, broadcasters
0: (laughs) oh absolutely we're talking with marion head the steward of revolutionary agreements you've been listening to the dr julie show all things connected i'd like to thank you for tuning in remember together we're creating connections for the good of the whole until next time i'm sending you a world of love bye for now